everybody, welcome to the football filling. The good times are finally back at Manchester United. Eric Ten Hag is at the wheel and we've got Goldbridge. He is smiling like a Cheshire cat. The grin is huge. He's absolutely buzzing. And if you want to know whether Carrier should have done better on that second goal, he is here with this too. He is the voice of reason. Let's get into the football filling. Right, Marky Boy, start us off. 2-0, Manchester United win over Newcastle. Um, how happy are you with seeing the boys lift the trophy? It's only the Carabao Cup. Only the Carabao Cup, my I'm over the moon, <laughs> over the moon. I, uh, we were talking about it on the United stand. I, I, you know, I don't buy these shirts, but I, I, when I saw them lifting the trophy, I think that was the little kid in me again, just seeing United lift the trophy because it's been so long. Um, and I think it is really important and I think we can go on and win other things, but I think you've got to celebrate that. And I think Ten Hag was doing his dance and the players clearly enjoyed it. And in previous years, like when you were at United, a Carabao Cup would be a, probably a disappointment. Yeah. But when you've not won something for six years, you've not won a title for 10 years and, and you, you, know, you have a season like last year, it was great. And I think that, 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 that you know you don't realise the, the feel good around the club until you do that because there are players in that club that probably need to move on. But it was great seeing them lifting trophies and Do you smiling. know what I'm a little bit gutted about is the fact that they've got a game again on Wednesday. So they play on Sunday. That means you have no time to celebrate or enjoy it, do you? Remember when we won it with Birmingham? We had a full week the, the next week kind of thing, yeah? You can get, we were on it for like all the time. We were just constantly on it, weren't we? But, but we- There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. You've won something like Man United haven't won for a while. Then players wanted to get that team spirit and that feel and enjoy it for yeah. a little while. Mm-hmm. And obviously Ten Hag said straight away after we can enjoy it tonight and then you're back at it. And I don't think people outside see the importance of the team spirit and being able to enjoy a night because obviously the FA Cup's a big game for them again in the week. I think that's why it's so important that they go and probably win the Europa League because um, that'll be right at the end of the season and at that point the league's oh. over, the FA Cup's over and then you can just have a really big piss-up, can't you, and just you know really enjoy it. If I, think, I think the fans feel like that. I think you're right. I think we it's it's game to Barcelona Thursday night. Yesterday was brilliant. And then you wake up saying, you know, you've got a game on Wednesday. And I'm almost like, fuck. Even as a fan, you're like, Oh, that one overload, you know? isn't it? Yeah, so, you, you just want to enjoy it. For a we bit. spoke so, about right? this on uh, United Stand earlier on, what where we said Newcastle seemed to be. Um, it's like almost in Newcastle, the focus would have been all on this Sunday, and it's probably been on this on this Sunday for the best part of two or three weeks now. Yeah, with the, sure. all the interviews, the extra yeah. this, the photo shoots, all that kind of stuff. Sixty but, years, to be fair. But yeah, to be fair, it probably is about sixty. But for Man United. They had a big game against Barcelona on Thursday night, do you know what I mean? And then it's only when they get through that game, which, by the way, they did very, very well, then they finally turn the focus to the Sunday game. So it's almost like they haven't used all this emotional, you know what I mean, energy. They, they can turn up to the game and they can just go. And they were decent, to be fair, weren't they? Yeah, look, they deserve to win. I think for Newcastle, it's a valid point. This has been on their mind for yeah. three, four weeks since they beat Southampton in the semi-final. They've not had the greatest results in the league. But to play in a final for 55 years or whatever it had been, their whole focus is on it, you know, and the the energy that they would have lost without even knowing it. Yeah, for sure. Just working towards it, and I think it's a, a valid point. It's it's always difficult when you've got the run of games, but Man United are used to playing 
three, four times in short spaces of time. And actually, by having a different focus like Barcelona, getting through that game, right, we've got three days, Newcastle, Cup fight, it didn't probably feel like that to them. It were another game, and yeah. obviously they, they handled the situation. Uh, it creates a siege mentality, doesn't it? I remember, I remember the 99 season, and look, nothing. this is not that, but it was like that. It was like every three days you're playing, and there's a new challenge, and there's a new trophy, and you just keep going and going and going. And yeah, well, at least Newcastle have got the Texaco Cup still. You're so bang out of order. <laughs> you know, I was I was really happy with Newcastle. I actually thought they were a bit unlucky, to be perfectly honest. With you. I think honestly, I do. I think on a on a different day, that game could have gone so so different. Well, the Hayer makes a big save. Big off. saves, mate. Early big on, saves. and yeah. he, he's not going to get a lot of credit for that in the game. But it was a big moment. You had a couple of massive blocks. Yeah. Second half, defending some defending of the blocks there, the bodies wow. and things, and that can quite go a different way. But I think the save he made early on set the tone for him and the defence. But, um, yeah, on a different day, it can be uh, certainly a different but outcome. I don't think it's lucky because I think that's what it is. I think it's David De Gea, Varane, Casemiro, Martinez. I think you take them out and put different defenders in yeah. there. I think Newcastle do get some joy, but I think that that whole performance, it's not a surprise that they, they get a clean sheet because Newcastle played well enough to score, yeah. but the clean well, sheet... How said, didn't he? They had yeah. a lot of play around the yeah. edge of the box, but it were like the old English-type defending to me. Yeah. John Terry at his prime, throwing his body yeah, in the line gasp, and just it. loving the pain of it, yeah, hitting yeah, his yeah. calf, his face. It is um, like a classic sort of Mourinho-Chelsea defence. Yes. I'm with you a bit, though. It's not luck, is it? No, when it's, you've it's got, good defending. When you've got players, 60, 70, 80 million pound players who are earning two, three hundred grand a week, there's no surprise that they know what they're doing and they will get blocked. And, and then you go will the other end, Luke Shaw puts a great crossing, yeah, Casemiro yeah. puts a good header in and then the goal which we'll talk about which I thought well, well you're the goalkeepers, I, I actually thought Karras was a bit unlucky, I thought he'd set himself and then it's gone above him but you know he made two good saves as well, Yeah, he I, very good save. He did really well, I, wanted to, I do want to talk about the second goal though Watto because I know straight away watching the goal and it, it's not Karras' fault by the way, it's not his fault but there's things he could have done better. No, you better. always look at the detail. Don't you? Yeah, go on, let's go into the detail of it then. So well, when, when Marcus Rashford is about to get that shot off, what yeah. has Carrius done wrong? Yeah, he's, he's sunk low and it's his body weight's not yeah. gave him a chance to adjust to the deflection. Um, and ultimately, you can't make the goal bigger by you being smaller. Mm. And, the, you know, the, 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 the arcing of the body and the, the roll, the, the goal's massive. He's not going to save it because he, he weren't quite set. The body weight weren't quite in the right position. And then the slight deflection, he, he can't react because yeah. he's he's on his heels. There's, there's nothing there. And he's shrinking as the ball's getting loopier and loopier. Um, I've, I were actually pleased for him that he weren't going to get too much stick. He did make two big saves. Um, as a goalie, I felt for him even playing in the game. Yeah. Mm. It's for, a big deal, for, for, the, for the lead-up oh. that he would have had for that and not played for five years in, in such a game um, since he made the mistakes for Liverpool, I think he would have been really uncomfortable going into this week. He yeah. would have, When he woke up Monday morning, he wanted it to be Sunday morning. Yeah. You just want, he needed that game, the, the energy and the nervousness he would have felt. So from the goalkeeping perspective, I was really pleased. He had some good moments. I think he could have done a little bit better yeah. on the second goal, even though it would never be put down to him. Um, I was glad he didn't make a glaring mistake in such a high-profile game, having 
made the, yeah. the, the final. Hold his head up high is what he can do after that because, like you say, it's a massive, massive deal. And yeah, there, there were so many times when the, oh, it was horrible, when the ball went into the crowd behind and the United fans are giving him grief, calling him a dodgy keeper <laughs> and you're this and you're that. And he's having to stand there and go, can I have the ball back, please? Well, oh, they bang out of order. Being there. ex-Liverpool goalie playing yeah, in he's that game get, against he's Man United. Get, yeah, 100%. He, 100% yeah. he would have felt it. And I was pleased he didn't make the glaring error yeah. because I, I, it's... It would have there'd have been no comeback from Nick Pope wouldn't have made a difference in that game. No chance, no chance on the surf. I he think might have saved that second one because he's a very good goalkeeper. Yeah. But I think the presence, the size of him, yeah. could have. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think so. This is where I'm going to do champ of the week, lads. Okay, and he's on the losing side, but I still think he was probably their best player on the day. But Loris Carius, mate, well done, geez. Honestly, super, super proud of you. I know for a fact you would have been shitting yourself. <laughs> you would have been shitting yourself, but you did absolutely wonders, mate. Champ of the week, Loris Carius, well done, geez. Right. Does he get a medal for that? Um, he'll get a runners-up medal at yeah, least. Yeah. And he'll get the seal of approval from Ben Foster and Dave Watson, yeah. right? Um, right, lads, we're going to move it on, OK? Um, we're going to go to Premier League action. You ready for this? Yeah, the first game we're going to go to Tottenham versus Chelsea. Graham Potter under incredible pressure. Can I just read you out his record whilst he's been at Chelsea, please, quickly? So, been there for 26 matches so far. Nine wins, seven draws and ten losses. But the biggest thing for me, the biggest thing for me is 26 matches played. Do you know how many goals they've scored? 25. Yes, well done. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not quiz, it's not quiz time yet, is it? Oh, no, that, that, Jamie. That better not be in the quiz, Jamie, all right? 25 goals scored in 26 games for Chelsea. That is just, that's not acceptable, is it? Whoa, come on. No, not at the level uh, that they're playing at and the signings they've made. They've had real problems at the top end of the field. Um, they've just not created enough, but they've not converted enough for yeah. sure. Um, for a free-flowing team and an attacking team, that you know when you play play for Chelsea, you've you've got to score plenty of goals to win games. That's what the fans have grown up on over the recent years. It's nowhere near good enough in the final third of the field. No, no I, I think. Um... I wouldn't sack him. I know that's where we're going. Um, I'm not going there. I don't. No, I will well, never ever want managers to get sacked. That's not my game. You want to hear him off the camera? No. <laughs> no. He's. Um, I wouldn't sack him because I think um, 200 million was on Tuchel. They sacked him a month later. 300 million three weeks ago. You yeah. can't. You can't. You can't. I don't care what Chelsea fans think. I'm, I'm not saying they're wrong. It's not. It's not acceptable. But you can't. You're not winning. You're not getting top four. You're probably not winning the Champions League. Get to the summer and just see if he can. If he doesn't improve between now and the end of the season, make your decision in the summer. But don't do it now because what manager would want that job? Yeah, you're not. You're not going to get too long left. Now, are you? If Poch comes in now and then does crap, they'll be wanting him out in May, quite rightly. So I think you've got to stick with him. I think some of the death threats and stuff—it's just oh, it's stupid. People, what's wrong with yeah, you? Don't do just, what just, you, what's wrong with just, you? Just just accept it's a bad season. We've done it at United enough. Get to the end of the summer and start... Because you know, if you want Luis Enrique or Zidane, they're probably not going to come until the summer. The worst thing you can do is get in that Todd Bowley's head who thinks, I'll listen to the fans and sack him, and then he'll get some other prat in, yeah. and then you'll get stuck with him. You've got to wait till the summer. And I think as well, you've, you've got to start looking at your board because I, I'm convinced that them signings are not... I don't think there were two cows in the summer, and I Definitely don't think not these Potter. are potters. Definitely so, not. And Havertz, I mean, if you haven't... You mentioned it. If you haven't got a striker, no matter how much money you spent, they yeah. if, if Havertz is playing... God knows what the other strikers are doing in training because everyone knows he's crap. Yeah, he's not having it great. What was, what, what's it like? What You've been behind the scenes of football clubs when you were on the coaching staff and I'm sure at times you've seen players come into the club where it hasn't been the manager's player, it's been yeah. somebody upstairs. What, what does that do for the atmosphere with not only the managers but the players as well? I think for the players it's always a difficult one if they feel as though 
um, the manager has not recruited the players yeah. because the manager then is already undermined from that situation. And you're always wary if, uh, as a player when people come in who are not quite at the level that you would expect signings to be when you know as players what you need to help you get across the line, whether it's to get fourth, whether it's to win the league, whether it's to get fourth bottom, you know the levels of where you're at. And I think it's very difficult. And my opinion on uh, Graham Potter is I think he's been a fantastic manager at Brighton and I want him to be given time. I want him as an English manager and English coaches to be successful. And I don't think it has been his fault. And I think, yes, results have not been good enough for sure. Uh, the, The abuse and the things like that, there's no place for it anywhere. And I think they have to stick with him. And hopefully he can galvanise something. But when you're working with your hands tied behind your back in terms of the recruitment side of it, I think that's very, very difficult for him. We would all say with the 11 that he has on the field that they should be doing better, for sure. But it looks like it's a difficult moment for everybody within the club and they have to stick with him and just give him a chance to do the work and hopefully get that team firing. Hopefully everybody will agree with that, including the owner upstairs. Um, give it into next season, do you know what I mean? Give him a few months next season, see how you get on. You won't have any Europa football, hopefully. Just focus on the Premier League. I want to talk about Tottenham, though, quickly. Tottenham going a little bit under the radar here, you know, sneakily picking up wins. So they played cool. decent yesterday. I could see this win coming yesterday, by the way. This was one of those, you know those coupon ones where you go defo, defo, defo? I could see this all day long. It's interesting because I didn't realise on the league table in the four points ahead of Newcastle yeah. and they've got two games in and Newcastle but winning two games in the Premier League no, at the moment so Spurs have, are in the box seat again. I don't know how they do it. I find them relentlessly boring. Yeah. I really do yeah. not like watching Spurs but they got the goal. Keeping error. Kepa. Um, yeah, talk to me. What, what do you think about the uh, the goal that Kepa got a hand to it but didn't manage to tip it over? I think the, the relationship you have with a goalie and the goalie coach He's not got vilified for it, really, in yeah. the press. But I think as soon as you're in closed doors, the the times we would talk about the finer details on th- something, his coach, and really if he's honest with himself, he would be disappointed that yeah. he's not kept that out. He's there, he's in a good position, he gets a good, strong hand to it. At that moment, when he's done all the work he's done, He's thinking, I've got this. Yeah. And yet, he's, he's just taking his hand a It's little just bit. the execution, isn't it? Yeah, he's done everything fi- right. Yeah. He just hasn't executed the, the final he's little He's just bit. not locked out enough. And yeah. he's, he's rolled the wrist. It's not stayed in that position. And I think behind closed doors, he would be rightly so very yeah. disappointed. disappointed. At the level he's working at, and 70 million, you yeah. know what I mean? We're not talking 7 million. We're talking 70 million at the point the world's most expensive. He has to stop that because that's the job he's got but that's a different game Chelsea. as well if you stop that tip that over it's still nil-nil the games carries on as normal anything can happen from that moment on what did you say earlier pop it on wrist or let well, it I was just saying it. I mean weak wrists what's he doing with his week <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I'll not comment on that <laughs> um, but no just quickly finish on Tottenham though well, I'm happy with Tottenham to minute like I say they're a bit boring but do you know what if you're getting results and you're winning you're picking up three points sneakily not bad, is it? They're, all, they're, 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 they're very Italian. They're very, obviously, Conte managers, and they're, very, they're like Italy in the, in the World Cup or the yeah. Euros. They're, they're just like, you look at them, you go, oh, you want them to be entertaining. They're really you boring, know, but then they'll get to the back end of it. Um, all right, let's move it on then. West Ham against Forest. What a performance by West Ham. They needed this so badly because apparently beforehand, if they didn't win this game, David Moyes was going to get the Al Choppo. 4-0 mm. it finished in the end. Um 
That's a big result for them, Dave, yeah? Yeah, massive. But but really, how can we be saying that David Moyes is going to get the chop at West Ham? Who, again, is going to come in 100%. and do a better job yeah, of being a more experienced manager than David Moyes? Yeah. There's no one, is there? There's no one that's coming into that situation. That's the craziness of the league and the world in which we operate. I'm really, obviously, pleased for him. It's a massive win. They dominated from start to finish. Uh, 4-0 probably didn't flatter him too much. You've worked with Danny Ings before. You've got a lot of nice things to say about Danny Ings. Yeah, no, we spoke off camera uh, prior to this. I I think it's a masterstroke signing. A very cheap signing, uh, I think, 10, 12 million. Guaranteed playing for a team like that to get 10, 15 goals in a full season. Really strange when you think Villa let him go as their leading scorer. Obviously, he took a knock in his first game. He's now fully fit. Gone in, two goals. He's a goal scorer. He's yeah. clinical. Guarantee his goals will keep West Ham in the league quite comfortably. Um, and a deserved victory over... What, what do you think of David Moyes? Because obviously, ex-Man United manager himself... Yeah, I, th- I think Watto's right. I think it's uh, sometimes it's the mistake of fans that they, they get so pumped up on sacking a manager. I think Chelsea are the same and West Ham are the same. And we've had it at United where we did want managers to go, but I'd always say Mourinho out or Solskjaer out when I could see a viable option. Yeah. Um, even Solskjaer getting rid of him last season, it was dangerous and you end up with Ranić. If you get rid of Moyes, well, who's a relegation yeah, specialist exactly, like yeah. now? You've, you know, you've got David to... Moyes, is, obviously it's his second spell at West Ham, but I think there's twice so far already he's actually joined and got them out of a relegation dogfight. Yeah. So if you're going to be sacking the manager now, who is really good at getting you out of the, man- the, the relegation dogfight, then I don't know what chance you've got. We said it a few weeks ago, I think with Moyes, it might be time to go at West Ham, yeah. but that's a summer move. Yeah, that's a thank sure. you very much, off you go, and then you try a different project, and then you've got the start of the season, if it goes wrong, you can make a change, but you don't, you don't take... I mean, look, Southampton are relegated themselves by bringing in what's his name who's now gone they're gone aren't they really I don't even know who their manager is at the yeah. moment in time well he won chump of the week about six times every time you he did win champ <laughs> he, de- he deserved it as well because he would, they would get pumped and then he would come out every week and say it weren't me it was then that was no, their yeah, fault it was the Welsh mining villagers fault and the Welsh women and yeah, yeah or everybody else's fault um, right Arsenal Arsenal against Leicester um, this is another massive result um, One of the few Arsenal. games I watched this weekend. Did you watch it, did you? I did, yeah. And, uh, the, I mean, there was a couple of VAR... Well, there was a VAR decision in the Chelsea game that we didn't speak about. Maybe the red cards, is it? Yeah, but um, on the Arsenal game, um, I thought VAR did well, the yeah. Ben White thing. I, I watched it, I thought, what a good goal that is. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. offside. Then they go VAR and you're like, what's going on? And you then never you see, see it. it. You never yeah. see it, no. Yeah. And Do I you thought, agree with the VAR? You agree that the goalie deserves some protection there? Well, I wanted to ask you two about that because I'm like, when I saw it, I was like... There ain't no way the referee's not going to give a foul because you yeah. can't not. That he's clearly oh, yeah. holding the hand, yeah. and we'll never know the, how hard he's holding his hand. Yeah. I mean, is it a first date or is it you know? <laughs> me, I don't know. But I think as soon as you see the picture, it, it, I understand Arsenal fans' frustration because thought it was a good goal and especially well taken. It was Trozard, wasn't it? Yeah, lovely. Um, it was wow. But as soon as you see that picture, which was well spotted by VAR, yeah, um, I thought well, you've got to, you've got to give the foul because we'll never know the impact it has on the keeper who is a little bit like Ugh. Yeah. so like you know I don't know what Do you know what. What annoys me about this, right, is like unless you played the game, unless you played in goal particularly, you don't understand how tough it is when somebody grabs hold of any part of your body and you're trying to move the rest of your body to get your hands up or whatever. As soon as somebody budges you, nudges you, stands on your foot, grabs on anything, you are so, so incapacitated to do what you normally do, wouldn't you? So I'm watching this like soccer Saturday or whatever it was on Saturday afternoon, and um, they're like, oh, I think this is going to get disallowed. Oh, I said shambles. How can 
can they disallow this goal? It's an absolutely beautiful. How can the goalies they get protected? And I'm thinking, you twat. He's holding his hands. You you don't realise like in the eras gone by, and I'm not talking a long period of time yeah. before this VAR. It was so tough for goalies on yeah. on on the corners and things like that. The referee always stands on the edge of the box. He, look, he can see a clear nudge or things, but the subtleties of that oh, holding that, yeah. and the little bits and pieces, it's so tough for the goal. And when there's lots of bodies, you've got no space to operate in, and that's what makes it really difficult. And just a little nudge, you're finished, aren't yeah, you? Done, yeah. and, and I'm actually pleased, obviously, with the VAR that they've actually gone back and seen that because before that time, that's a, that's a goal and Ward wouldn't have been able to get the two fists he might have wanted or yeah. the movement he wanted. So the subtle fouls now that you used to be able to get away with, when we'd get a right bollocking off the manager, oh, you're yeah. soft, what's this, what's that? He's got older me, he's got old These kind of conversations in the dressing room, the VAR stops all that. So it's a great thing for the goalies that you get that protection because you can't operate in that space. I remember when, I remember when we was at Blues, when we was at Birmingham and we played at home against Bolton and we had Kevin Davis, yeah, yeah. and Kevin Nolan. Yeah. And I remember both of them literally just standing on me, blocking me in, right? And they actually scored a goal from it, knocked down, I think, an Alka scored or something like that. And... Um, I don't even think even you would have bollocked me for that because I had two mammoth men stood on me just like doing that kind of thing. I remember getting in and it's just going, what are you going to do about it? There's nothing you can do about that. Unless a referee spots it and says something, there's nothing you're going to do about it. Arsenal, though, talk to me about Arsenal because it was only a few weeks ago where all of a sudden it's like the title race is over, like they've, they've, they've bottled it, they've done a Spursy on them um, and then they go and get an incredible win against Villa last week and then another, back it up again with another big win yesterday. I think when they lost to Man City, they had this Villa game and Leicester game away and I think I said if they get six points there, what, what, what people are worried about. You're going to lose games. You're going to have a little bit of a blip. And they, they had a bit of a wobble, didn't they? Lost to Everton, lost to Man City and drew to Brentford, which obviously had the VAR. But they are the real deal. It, it surprises me when you get ex-players and, you know, I think Gary Neville said it and a few fans said it. Oh, that's it now. The Arsenal are yeah, going to wobble. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, they, well, they'd lost one game before that Man City, before the Everton game. And they, they are where they are because they're a good side. They're, they're, they've got a real uh, team community. They've got a real... Uh, identifiable play, uh, style of play. Jesus is coming back soon. Um, I wanted them to drop points at the weekend from a United point of view, and I thought maybe they would, but they never looked like it. They were they were defensively solid, and I mean they scored two goals. One was quietly ruled out, but then they've got two home games now where you think they're going to win. So they're just they're, it's going to be a very interesting title race, and you know at the moment. I still think Man City might do it, but Arsenal look relentless. Yeah, they're doing. I think they've got the team spirit. You know, you know that United thing that they, they, what they were doing on Saturday, on Sunday, mm. sorry, where they make a good challenge and everybody gets after each other and goes, "Yeah, Arsenal do that a lot," and I like it. I do. I really, really that's, like that. That's the point I would make. I think he's really got got that group firing, and and in that sanctuary of the dressing room, I think he's really got the players buying in. There's some real team spirit there. Yeah. Because the Man City game, what a boot in the balls mm. for them for sure. But they've come back. Two tough places to go away from home. And Emery yeah, yeah. obviously definitely wanted to beat them yeah. at Villa the week before, but then back it up at Leicester. And a 1-0 win, the old Arsenal 1-0, I think that sets a platform. 1-0 victories for them. Mm. And they are a flair team. They'd expect to score more goals, but the, the amount of 1-0 wins they'll look back on of the old Arsenal days, that's what wins you the title, for yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Uh, Tony Pulis's favourite result, that, by the way, 1-0. Honestly, we used to come Not in. At, we used to come in at West Brom, and if we had won one nil, oh my god, he was like he'd have an absolute semi on of glory. Honestly, he wouldn't I, love it. And I know for a fact <laughs> if you got that second in that last five minutes, you were spewing one because yeah. he wanted his team to up one nil again. One one nil. Do you know why? Because the one nil, the opposition, especially when you were at home, the opposition have come, travelled, all this kind of stuff, and it's like. 
so close. We nearly got something, but 1-0, never mind. I don't know. Honestly, he used to buzz so much. Right, Everton, uh, Aston Villa. Aston Villa, it's a good win for Aston Villa. This Probably disappointing for Everton, because I think Everton, this is where they're going to be trying to be banker points. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But Villa, they're kind of... They're the sort of team that I'd stay away from on a football accumulator because I just don't know what I'm going to get for them. But like I say, it's a disappointing one for Everton, this, right? Yeah, I don't know whether it was the first goal. Was that the penalty? The first penalty. Goal? I, I, I mean, I haven't seen every angle, but I did see it on Saturday night and I put a tweet out and Villa fans didn't like it, but I don't think it's a penalty. Nah, I think it, it's yeah. an old school, I've got the ball and the player and yeah. it does get a bit of the ball first. And for me, I thought it looked a good... I'd like to see another angle, but the one I saw, I was like, for me, I don't, I don't think that's a penalty. I really don't. And... But Villa still win it 2-0. I'm not taking anything away. It's yeah, a great yeah. result. And I'd agree. Yeah. They're the sort of games I would guarantee that, again, Deitch would win that 1-0. So, but Villa are a good side. I mean, they were very lucky against Arsenal. Emery's done a good job. And like you say, they're a bit of a... They're the only mid-table team in the league. Yeah. So they are therefore You never know what you're going to get with them. But it was a great result for them against the... You wouldn't have expected Everton to lose that. Um, I want to talk about Jordan Pitford quickly. So just under big new contract apparently till 2027 um, did first of all the save that he made have you seen this save this like they call it on Sky Sports they called it the Superman save <laughs> I think alright calm down it was it basically headed down into the ground and he made oh it's last guy it's absolutely beautiful it's a great save it's a great save it's a reaction save yeah. isn't it? it's one of them you, you, you'll get beat in training X amount of times on a crossing and finishing drill with it but the, the coach will have worked and you, you get that spring and that push and nice, it's just that yeah. one you moment. just get your fingers just, on it just, as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful. But then the second goal. So I want to talk about the second goal. Does he do everything right there where Buendia beats his man yeah. and he's on the near post and he, he sort of cuts it back across him? Yeah. What do you want your goalie to be doing there? Do you want him to be coming out and flaring himself out like yeah. that or do you want him to stand, make, hold his ground and go, go on then, beat me? There, there were a point in my coaching career where I would have definitely said, stand, hold your ground. Yeah. And, and, and look to make a save from a set platform. I think now these guys hit the ball so hard that the reactive time, if you're set and stood, it's got to hit you. Yeah, it's got so to, yeah. You ain't reacting. You're not, you're you're not reacting. Yeah, yeah. So I think now he does make the right decision. I actually think he could have obviously covered the ground maybe a bit quicker, but he kind of turning away from yeah, it rather I than turning into bit. it. Yeah, yeah, I and I think like a Martinez would have saved because he would have been quick but he would have been bigger, bigger onto you area. a bigger bigger area to hit yeah. and I think he's just like turning away a little bit look he has to try and cover the ground yeah. and get there he's not shied away from the moment he just didn't quite execute, execute it, right. it there you go it's all in those little details Mark alright um, right Leeds um, Southampton your old boys another disappointing defeat um, personally got to say massive well done to Javi Gracia and uh, Ziggor Aronalde who is assistant manager by the way no um, oh, well they, uh, they were he was my manager at Watford I love these guys genuinely Javi Gracia is an absolute top top gentleman right he's ever since we, he left Watford like and by the way we got to the FA Cup final one season, finished 11th, and then four games into the new season, got sacked, chopped. Unbelievable. Uh, but he's a top man. We've always kept in touch ever since. Um, fantastic 1-0 win for them, playing the way that I knew he would play as well. Because Leeds, I think, under Jesse Marsh, they've kind of got a bit one-dimensional. It's a bit tight and through the middle, and it is what it is. But when you have somebody like Javi Gracia, and especially when you've got wingers like what Leeds have got, they play wide, they get balls into the box, boom, 1-0 win. Thank you very much. I think Leeds will be all right after this. I really, really do. Talk to me about Southampton, though. A little bit disappointing for them. I, th- I think they're, they're obviously in big trouble. You have to back up last week's win at Chelsea. Yeah. And you cannot afford to get beat. This is a big get. This is a six-pointer. This yeah. is a nine-pointer. Yeah. The, the monster, Chelsea game it? last week were irrelevant when you lose 
uh, your rival. And yeah. they, they, they take three points off you. They had to take something from that game. You spoke uh, spoke off camera about Garcia and the way you spoke straight away told me Leeds are going to be all right yeah. because if he's that kind of guy and if he gets the team uh, functioning on the field but he, he brings his own personality and character to it, the players yeah, like you yeah, would yeah. respond to, I think they'll be in a real good position. Uh, going back to Southampton, they had to back up the Chelsea result. They didn't do that. And losing, it feels like double jeopardy when you get beat oh. away from home, 1-0 against a rival. And it's such a soft goal to give away from their perspective. Um, they've given the guy the job till the end of the season. Um, they're in, obviously, the four points off the, the line. What does that What does that say to you when Southampton don't go out and don't go and get a proper manager and they just give it to the guy who was sort of temporarily in charge? I think from a fan point of view... I'd be very disappointed yeah. because you look at what Everton did a little bit late with Lampard. You know, if Everton go down by one point, I think they've got to look at not getting rid of Lampard quick enough. But yeah. you still got Daichin, who's a dream if you're in a relegation battle. When I look at what I'm mean, even Leeds to a certain extent, but Southampton, you make a massive mistake with with Jones. And I said here when they appointed him, I think they'll go down with yeah. that. And then to just let it run, it's 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 like. It's like throwing in the towel. It's yeah, like, it's, it's, it's like we're right the it, season off. We're in the championship next year. And it's when you know you're in the championship next year, but you're still in the Premier League for four months, it's a long time back for those anyway. fans psychologically. No wonder, you know, they're not getting capacity uh, attendances. No wonder people are switching off because it's it's so frustrating because fans put so much into their club, no matter who you support, you yeah. do. And um, we all know it. They're going down. How, how has it come to this, what, right? Because Southampton, for me, over the years, so Southampton seemed to be this, like, ever-present Premier League team, do you know what I mean? Built on foundations of being like a bit of flair, a bit of skill. We're hard work, we do it properly. We always do it properly at Southampton. And now for this season, it just seems to have gone all south, do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, really strange, obviously. I, I left in the summer, which which were obviously disappointing for me. Um, and they wanted to try and go down a different pathway with Ralph and, you know, recruit differently yeah. and have a different model. And ultimately, the, the, the new model has not been effective. I believe that Ralph would have probably still kept them in the league mm. by doing what he did because the, the team had an identity with the way he played. And in the Premier League, it's so tough to get results. I think sometimes you do need a different identity. Yeah. And the team had an identity. And I think now, with the recruitment and everything else, it, it's kind of lost a little bit of that identity. But ultimately, if you get to your third manager in the season... Oh, it's not good. Uh, it's it, it's not good for players, staff, fans. Everything around it seems as though you're scrambling. I've done it a few times at Watford myself. Whatever, it's not good, honestly, mate. It never normally ends well. Um, right, it's mystery football shirt time, lads. We're ready for this, yeah? yeah, yeah. I do love this new feature. Um, even though the box looks like it's been opened, I promise you nobody's looked into it. I definitely have not looked into it. Um, give me your best guesses of where you think this shirt is going to be from. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still go with France. You yeah. can't keep just saying France no, all the time. No, it's only second week in a row. What was it last week? Uh, Brazil. No, you had the Brazil the week before, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Holland. Ooh, Dutch. What are you going for? Um, I'm going to go for the Swiss League. <laughs> what is the Swiss League, everybody? Get in the comments down below. I don't know what the Swiss League is. If what it is? is the Swiss League, then it is the Swiss League. Yeah? yeah, yeah, but there has to be a is name. It the GPR or something. Like no, that Julepa is the is the, is the Belgium league. Yeah. Okay. That's throw. Right. What are you what are you saying? French. Give me a team. Give me a team. Oh, fuck me. Nonce. Give me a. Uh, Iron No, I'm just talking. You to just you. love saying stuff. <laughs> 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 oh, what did you call me? Um, what, who are you saying? Sorry. Feyenoord. Feyenoord, um, And who did I say? 
Swiss. Swiss. Um, grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. <laughs> oh, that's Are we ready for this, you lot? Ready, 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 ready. The mystery retro football shirt this week is... Da, 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 da. What German. on earth is this? Yellow. Oh, this is a banger. This is an absolute banger, actually. Who is it? Dortmund. Dortmund. There we go. Look at this little beauty. Goalie shirt. Is that a goalie shirt? No. Are you sure? Like your brat. Yeah. I don't know, you know. It's long sleeve. Anyway, look at that. I'm quite happy with that one. Uh, It is from 1997-98 season. Karl-Heinz Riedler. Is that a Champions League winning shirt? I've got Muller. Is it Muller? Chapuisat. Chapuisat. Oh, Stefan Chapuisat. I'm happy with that one. That's quite nice, that. Yeah, boom, there you go. That's uh, that's this week's... Nobody wins it, by the way, because nobody said German. And like I said, last week, if, if you guess the right country, you'll you get got the shirt. shirt. Okay. But you don't win anything, all right? So, anyway, that's it this year. Um, yeah, there you go, boom. Oh, yeah, OK, actually, I could do that, couldn't I? Yeah, it's a nice one to give away. Yeah, should we do, start giving these away? I'll tell you what I'll do then, everybody. Um... Get in the comments down below, right? Just, I don't know, whatever. Say something about Mark Goldberg. whatever you want to say. And then <laughs> I'll sign this bad boy and I'll just pick somebody at random. Boom, there you go. You're going to have a, uh, a nice Dortmund shirt winning its way to you. Right, we're going to go on to Man City, Bournemouth. Bournemouth won, Man City four. Oh, um, not, I know you don't want to talk about them, mate, boring. but you're going to. They absolutely battered them, to be fair. This is one that I actually watched and um, it was a little bit boring, to be honest with you. They just, it was just inevitable. You knew this what was going to happen. This is the problem happen. with Man City, though, isn't it? I mean, they're a very good side. They've got a very good manager. We've got a very good team, yeah. But I just don't have any interest in them. Yeah, they're I'm so boring. You. I don't know. I don't know what you do with that. And it's nothing to do with the FA charges that they've got. You know, maybe they'll maybe they'll get done for that. But I just this is the problem Man City got. I don't get it. I mean, I find Arsenal interesting, even Spurs at times. Yeah, but yeah. Man City, they've got a real identity crisis. They're just so. Where, where has this come from, by the way? Why has this happened? Do you know, I, 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 I think I agree a little bit. To be honest, yeah. when 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 Man City were winning stuff and doing stuff like with Aguero and Yaya Torre and all these bad boys, right? I'm all over it. I'm watching it, thinking this is a joke. David Silva, do you know what I mean? And now it just seems to be a bit sort of meh. Yeah, great, 4-1 win, you know, fantastic. I think that's the problem with City, though, isn't it? You know, they've been a little bit up and down, but, like, you, you, you're winning 4-1 away from home, and it's just as is. No, yeah. there's no, nobody's getting out of the chair. Haaland's already broke Aguero's record. Nobody's really bothered. Yeah, I think And that's I think that's the position that the City have found themselves in, and maybe it is with the Chargers, yeah. that yeah. We all, we've all got a little bit... Maybe people have just lost a bit of... Yeah, I know what you mean. Because yeah. you're right, they have, you know, Man City, people, Man City fans will be screaming, oh, you're just bitter, you're just bitter. But no, they have had eras where you look at, like, Vincent Company, Aguero, yeah, David Silva, yeah. and you go, yeah. And, and De Bruyne, there's something about the team this year. Maybe I think City are actually going through transition. Yeah. But they're up there. Unlike a Chelsea or a Liverpool who yeah. fell off, they are, I, think, I think they're probably a bit... No one's interested because they're going through transition, but they're still up there. So that makes it a bit boring, doesn't it? Oh, they're still up there, even going through transition. I don't know. I was, I was happy with Bournemouth's fight, at least, though, will you? Because even when it went to 4 0, right, they were kept going, they kept yeah. going, they scored a goal, they had a couple more chances. So I'm I'm not fully happy that they're going to get relegated yet. I still think they've got a chance, a bit of a fighting chance. Um, but listen to this. I did not know this, right? This is a little bit of a stat from myself. It's not really much of a stat whatsoever. So you all play fancy Premier League, don't you? I don't know if you do, actually. You definitely do, right? Do you not? Oh I God. definitely don't. All right, it's just me then. I'll tell you lot at home, right? So basically, <laughs> um, Nathan Aki for Man City, it was 4-0 at the time, came off in the 70th minute or whatever, right? Because he came off in the 70th minute and uh, Bournemouth then went and scored in like 74th minute or something like that, Nathan Aki gets the clean sheet yeah. bonus. 
Yes. Yeah, he gets the clean sheet bonus. Yeah. So Louis, my son, who's got Nathan Ake in defence, gets a clean sheet bonus for Nathan Ake, even though like they went and conceded. Well, that's right. It's an absolute shambles. That's always been the rule. So how is that the rule, lads? Seriously. 60, if you play more, it's than, awful, isn't it? If you play more, if you play more than sixty minutes. That's the cut-off. If you come off on 59 minutes, you don't get your clean You don't sheet. get the clean sheet bonus. You have to do 60. Minutes, yeah. But then if you get subbed, and then like that, Boom. you get it. Uh, so you had a golden 14 minutes. Exactly, exactly that. And he came off, he gets the clean sheet bonus. Anybody with Nathan Aki in their team this week is buzzing their tree off. You'll be better next week for it. Um, yeah, I'm going to put... Pe- <laughs> I had a kanji. I had a kanji in the fence. No, no clean sheet bonus for a kanji. <laughs> Even had Junior Furpo on the bench and he didn't have a player play. So Furpo comes in getting 14 points. Yeah. Louis, you're a lucky little weasel is what you are. Uh, right, let's move on. Palace against Liverpool. Oh, my God, lads. Did anybody watch this game? Did anybody well, no, watch this, this game? Is worse, no. This is worse than the Man City. I was playing pool, having a curry and having a few beers. So. This, this was so bad, honestly, Saturday lads. games, I hate them. This was so brutal, Saturday wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, just nothing going on. Palace decent. Palace were the ones looking to score, to be perfectly honest. Liverpool just looked absolutely miles off it. I had Mo Salah as triple captain this week. It's been an absolute <laughs> horror show, <laughs> honestly. Do it's did been he, a horror show. play more it's, than 60 minutes? It's double game week for him, though. It's a double game week for Liverpool, <laughs> so he's got two games, and it's like, it's Palace and Wolves they've got, so I'm thinking, surely you've got to do something. They did not have a sniff of goal That'd be all night. As well. Wolves, Honestly, Wolves, Palace, oh, it'd be Wolves. another nil-nil probably. It'd be absolutely miserable. But Liverpool, God, we were speaking last week, weren't we, about maybe they might have a chance at top four now because they've got games in hand. But after the back of that performance, mate, they are miles off it. Well, we've got United next Sunday and I'm hoping it continues because they, they are vulnerable. And I think you're right. I think Palace probably deserve to win it, yeah. maybe. But Liverpool... Uh, until he sorts that midfield out, that they're going to struggle. I mean, they were 2-0 up against Real Madrid, probably a little bit fortuitous, and you conceded five goals. Oh. It's not all on the defence or the goal. I mean, I think their goalkeeper's their player of the year. It yeah. reminds me a bit of De Gea when yeah. we've had bad years, and then I think Alisson's a fantastic keeper. But, yeah, they're, they're not going to come out. I mean, I, I, we've got a bet, haven't we, for top four? Yeah. And, I, and after Newcastle, I was like, last week, yes. And then... They're not going to come out of this run. They're no. going to continue to be. I don't think. The they can, I don't think they can come out of it. The, no. the, the midfield unit's not really protecting mm. the back four. The back four is getting a lot of stick now, yeah. and individually in that, but they're not getting the protection they used to get. So the more exposure, and they're not dealing with these situations, and uh, probably taking a clean sheet after conceding five against Real it, Madrid. Would is have Crystal been... Palace one of the most difficult away stadiums to go and play in? 100%. It is, isn't it? There's just everything about Royal Palace. It's, it's brutal to get to the yeah. s- s- ground before kick-off. It takes so long. You're stuck in traffic for so long. Sometimes you're giving yourself an hour and a half to get yeah. five miles. It's, ah. it's really difficult to get to the stadium. When you get to the stadium... They make it look like oh, a nightmare. tough environment. Yeah. Their fans are really good, to be honest. Really good. They're, they're, spoke, honestly, them home fans... Are them and Leeds, I think. Them, yeah. Leeds, I'd say Newcastle as well, yeah. maybe in there somewhere, but them that home fans are outrageous how loud yeah. they are, aren't they? Yeah. And when the team have got something to hang on to or they oh, get, yeah. get the nose in front, it's a tough place to go. It is And a tough I always place. think um, with Palace, the home form will keep them, keep them in the league. But Liverpool, ultimately... On the road, they have to win at Palace. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's, it's tough, and I think that uh, they're gonna they're another team that's gonna have to get through to the summer, really. And uh, I think Liverpool fans are never gonna turn on Klopp. I tell you what, though, Van Dijk. I mean, I heard something in the week that was quite interesting. Is Van Dijk really that good? And where do you put him? And I've always rated Van Dijk, but I must admit, it's, he's had a midfield in front of him in his whole career, and now he hasn't. And look, you can't pick all the midfield runners up, but. 
I think them centre backs, Matip and Van Dijk, they're probably not as good as I thought they were this season because uh, they've I, been, I, they've, in they've, years they've, gone past. I remember playing against them two and thinking them two are Rolls Royces, mm. genuinely Rolls Royces. You'd think you'd be able to leave them on their own and they'd do better, but they you'd, really you'd struggle so. without midfield. This cover. year, I don't know what it is, whether it's Van Dijk injury, whether it's just lack of confidence, lack of form, whatever it is, but they don't seem to be anywhere near what they were. I remember watching Van Dijk doing overhead kicks over his head and running onto his own overhead kick and just running round players, like just that confident, but just don't seem to be there at the minute. Matip, I always thought he was one of the most underrated centre-backs in Europe. And yeah. No. No, no, I'm with oh, you. Oh, they are, they are struggling. The one thing I always think with Van Dijk is if you move him, then the Liverpool defence has a problem. Yeah. He don't. He never wants to come out of that central area. Yeah. So when the full-backs are engaged here and then there's some runs down the side, of it, he doesn't ever want to come out of that middle zone. No, exactly. We're in the old yeah. days... The midfield players would be taking them runners so he could stay fixed. Yeah. But now he's having to get across a little bit and then his partner's more isolated. And if you can shift him, then the whole unit changes its dynamic. And I think he's had to do a bit more of that this year, for sure. A bit of rebuilding going on in Liverpool in the summer then. Uh, final game, we've got the quiz in a minute, but final game. Um, I know you all watch this on Friday night. Fulham won, Wolves won. Um... <laughs> I'm sat there Saturday afternoon doing a watch-along. And I'm like, why well, have we only got seven games this weekend? I know Newcastle and, you know. And everyone's like, what are you on about? I said, well, well, Where's Wolves? Where's Fulham? And they was like, it's 1 1 last night. I was like, yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely not watched that one then, have I? Oh, yeah, 1 um, 1. The only reason I knew it was on because I knew I had to get my fantasy team done in time for it. But That's honestly, awesome. I can't, I, I, it sounds bad, Wolves, Fulham fans out there. I've seen the highlights, don't get me wrong, I've seen the goals. Um, I did not watch the game live, and apparently it wasn't an all singing, all dancing affair. Um, but Fulham, solid as you like. Fulham are a tough t- team to play against now, aren't they? They're not, just a, they're not just having a good season, they are just a decent That's team. That's a good point for Wolves, isn't it? I yeah, think, I think it's a better Wolves. point yeah. for Wolves, for sure. Yeah. I always thought they would be safe with him going in as manager. Yeah. Tough place to go again, Fulham. Fulham Especially yeah, on a Friday night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Silver's done really well with Fulham, so I think ultimately Wolves would be delighted coming away with a point. Especially when most of their fans probably didn't know they were playing as well. I know, yeah. <laughs> Wolves fans are like, what? We're playing Fulham? Tom, did you know they were playing on Friday night? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Solomon, Solomon yeah. Wolves, Solomon's Green, right, Green's right, right, Wolves yeah, are safe as houses. Yeah, do you think they'll be all right this year? 100%. Who we got, who we got going down then? Because I've got Bournemouth, Southampton and... Oh, let's get the league table up. Let's have a little goose. Everton are third bottom now, aren't they? I think think Forest. I think Forest will get pulled in, even though they're a bit great. Um, You never know with Leicester. Leicester are fine. Leicester are absolutely fine. Wolves will be fine. West Ham should be fine. Nottingham Forest could get pulled back into this now. They're only four points. Forest or Leeds are going to be fighting with Everton for that third spot. I tell you what, up to 13th position, Forest, yeah? Any of them could drop into it. Anybody can get out still. Apart from Southampton look a bit sort of troubled, but anybody can get out of it. Anybody can definitely come back into it as well. I, I can't see Everton going down when you've got Tarkovsky, Cody, Deitch. I think they've got the characters. Yeah, that, yeah, that would get you out. Goals, of it. It's goals, isn't it's it? You've got to score the goals. Go on, so you're saying Southampton, Bournemouth, and. I'm going to go Forest. Southampton, Bournemouth, and. Forest. Ooh, no love for Forest in here. I'm going to go Southampton, Bournemouth, and. Forest. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Forest. We're fans. not going to Nottingham any time yeah. soon. Uh, right, quiz. Come on, let's go. Ready? Yeah. yeah. Come on. Right, everybody. Jamie, what is it? It is the head to head to head football fill in. Quiz. Yeah, yeah. boy! <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Yeah, so, You know the rules. First question. Um, first answer. What are you please. going red for? I'm what are you red. going red for? <laughs> <laughs> That's the pressure, mate. That's the pressure. No, I love you. Come on, big go. Let's go. Go on. How many different Premier League clubs has Ings scored for? Three. No. Four. No. 
Five. Five is quite hard to... <laughs> The beauty of going last, yeah. you silly gets. Yeah. yeah, but if you get it right, you're right. Yeah, true that. Next question. Who had the career path of Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Chelsea, AC Milan on loan, AC Milan, Atletico Madrid alone, Atletico Madrid, and then Sagan Tosu? Where did he start? Atletico Madrid? He started at Atletico Madrid. And then went to Liverpool? Liverpool, Chelsea, then went to AC Milan alone, then signed Torres. for him. Fernando Torres oh, yeah. is the correct yeah. answer. Yeah. yeah. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Last one yeah. threw me off. I was thinking you asked me Ben Ayu. Yeah, I had Ben Ayu as well. All right, so one, one, nil. All right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which club did Chelsea be 8 0 in December 2012? Wigan. No. Norwich. No. Did Chelsea be 8 0 in December 2012? Sunderland. No, Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Ooh, what a ball about that. You would one. forget that, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. Barnsley fan. Barnsley. Oh, no no questions week. on them. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's last week, yeah. Right, so no points, okay? Good question. Yeah. Which footballer won the African Footballer of the Year award for four consecutive years Eto. between 2011 and 2014? No, it's not Eto. Oh, why do I not know that? Which footballer won the African Footballer of the Year award in four consecutive years between 2011 and 2014? I'm kicking myself. I'm going to have to do a countdown here. Going to have to do a countdown. Five. S you. Nope. Four. Three. Two. One. Mike got an answer. I know it as well. It's done. He's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's got to be Drogba. No, Yaya Torre. What? I knew it wasn't Drogba. I knew it wasn't Drogba. Midfield player. I was stuck. I was like, I was gonna go. I was gonna go with Drogba, and then I was gonna go with Salah, and I knew it wasn't because it wasn't. It was. I thought you gave him the answer with Essien as well. With then he would think Chelsea, and then. No, no, I knew it. I knew. Yaya Torre. Yeah, good questions this week. Really good questions. Plays for Man City. Plays for Man City. No one cares. That's right. That's why we didn't get it. One, one, zip. Yeah. Which. English football league club play their home games at Kenilworth Road. Luton. Luton. That, that was game. That was game. Oh, look at you, though. He yeah, got it, wasn't yeah, it? Come on, it was. come on. It's all even. It was him, though. One, one, one. He got it. Thank you, thank you. Thank well done, mate. Thanks, mate. Which match had the most goals in this game week? Bournemouth Man City. Yes, correct. Mark, that was quick. That was quick. Did you? Uh, did, can you see that? No, no, he didn't look at it before. Don't worry. It's all good. Oh, you have to be quick with him. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Who currently sit in the middle of the Premier League table? So Villa. Chelsea. Chelsea. He said Villa. What, what, do you, what do you say? He said Villa. Villa. No, not, Vi- not Villa. Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. <gasps> Chelsea's the correct answer, yeah. Tenth. Yeah, tenth. Hey, come on. <laughs> what? Well, there's nothing wrong with that. They, they're in the middle. Dance. 20 teams, they sit tenth. Yeah. It's the oh, obvious. It's not the middle, It's the obvious. Tenth. No, it would have to be 10th or 11th. No, the obvious conclusion is 10th. No. It has it's to t- be. It's 10th. I know what you mean. No way, it's not what you mean on this. And there's an odd number. 
There can't be a middle. There's 20. There has to be a middle, and it's There's 10. There's 10. What's half of 20? Where's your cutoff point? <laughs> but that is a dodgy yeah, question. Where's your cutoff point? Yeah, that yeah, is the same again. You're going to get a. Right, everybody, quickly, get in the comments down below, yeah? Just think about it logically, right? I was going to say logistically. Just think about it logically, right? If there's 20 teams, what is the middle point? 10. You yeah. have to say I, 10. I, 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 I got the answer, no, right? It is what it is. 2 2 1. No, no. I don't Villa. Villa. It'd be Villa. But wait. It's called Villa. No, but it's 10th. It's but got to be 10th. What answer no, have you said I said 10th at the end of this question. As yeah, well. you didn't, oh, did you? You didn't yeah, listen I to did. the oh, answer. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't I did. Read no, the question. I never heard that. Uh, we read, never heard that. Read the question. Because out. we know that you cheat, so we have to get our answers out early. <laughs> How dare you? Jamie's added another line to the question. Yeah, but we never got that. Read the question. I said, yeah. who currently sit in the middle of the Premier League table? And then I put 10th, like, as you guys oh, then said. Come on, like, we're, all, we're all... You should have waited for me to finish. I, really I knew finish. what you meant. I knew what you meant. Two, two, one. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. All right, next question. Who did Virgil van Dijk play for before joining Celtic? Zonagun. No. Zonagun. Yep. Ooh, Correct. Well done. Two, two, two. Yes, what's I? Southampton. Well done, mate. <laughs> Seems so shocked. I've got two. It's they like play, a win, isn't it? They played in green. Can't have any green and white. Yeah, yeah green, like green. Celtic, yeah. Oh no, two more, two more. You're right. Yeah. Two more questions. Two more questions. <clears throat> two, two, two. It's finely poised. Yeah. It's, it's on a knife edge. <laughs> Which Tottenham player won the P- uh, player player of the month award in 2015, 2016? What, player of the month or player of the Bad year? question. Though. Which Tottenham Hotspur player won the PFA Young Player of Deli the Year award? Correct. He's taken a lead. Big game player is what I am. Do you know that? I'm a big game player. When it comes to it, that moment, oh, that's when I no, get it. you're a Spurs fan. There I go, I get it. Big Delhi Alley. My boy. It took some getting out of that question. I was like, come you on. Know, you got to Sorry, understand I him the person. I understand what he's trying to say, all right? I've just got that bond with him, that connection. Well, we know that. And we you're a Spurs fan. <laughs> come on then, Fozzie. Final question. Which player got a red card resigned this game week? Zaych. Correct. Yeah. Tiebreaker. It's a tiebreaker. It, uh, I don't know if I'm happy with Zaych. Don't even worry be, about none of that. It's got to be Zaych. Don't uh, worry about none of Zaych. that. Well, you, you've had a 10th, 11th, a 12th, a 13th. Well, come on, I don't here. think we've ever had a guest win. Oh, yeah, James Alcott spattered it one week, didn't he? Yeah. So have you got a tiebreaker question? I do have a tiebreaker question. Let me just get it up. Let me just get it up. One second. <sighs> You're checking that I'll know the answer or Ben will know the answer. Which Watford player? No. no. <laughs> yeah. Which Watford goalkeeper? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How many players have scored an own goal in League Cup final history? Let Ben go first. It, so it, you number. can't be nearest two. It's not. It's, you've got to get the exact number. Yeah, okay. But, um, actually, it should be nearest two, really, because yeah, it's, it's, no. it's a high break. It's nearest no, two. No, it can't be nearest two. Two. No, because that's... We're doing that, it. No, we can't... Oh, come on! We're doing it. It can't be nearest two. It has to be the exact answer. Go on, then. Okay. One. It has to be the exact answer. Go on, then. The exact answer is not two. No. What's the exact answer? What do you say? Exactly. One. <laughs> One. What, it wins, then? Because it's three. Yes! Yes! No. Yes! No. Oh, shit. No. No. No, no. no chance. <laughs> I lost the one of them last week. Bloody cards or something. Yeah. This is a win. This is Come on, you. Come on. Fucking bullshit. The lot of you. Bunch of wankers. I'm done. Yes. Never doing the quiz again. At last. At last. (laughs) 